What's up, what's up? Welcome everybody back to the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Tubbs from Customatic. With me, it's your boy, Jay Wills. Yes, yes, yes. We want to say Happy New Year to you guys. Um, we hope you had a great, wonderful New Year's. Wills, how's your New Year's, bro? New Year's was a little mellow. Kick back, relax with some friends, watch some movies, played some games. You know, kept it, kept it low key. My New Year's was cool. Was supposed to make it a little bit longer, but I ended up passing out probably around ten o'clock. Fell asleep, woke up at like eleven fifty nine. Said Happy New Year's, went back to sleep. Who woke you up? I actually woke up myself, seeing the timing, and I was like, Crazy. "Yo, that's good control." I didn't do much. Slept yeah. after. I wanted to wake up early for the January twenty eighteen. Coming to New Year, refreshed type thing. New Year, new me. But with with a new year, that means a lot of you guys have New Year's resolutions. You know, you guys are planning to do different things, attain different goals, all that type of stuff. And in the career world, you guys definitely better have some resolutions going on. You got any resolutions right now? Nah, not yet. Nah. Probably make more money. Okay, that's, make that's more always. money. Be more creative. Push my limits. Mm-hmm. Get more clients. But I mean, that's basic. Everyone wants to do that. Overall, just like taking it to the next level. For everything or just growing the numbers actually you're saying yeah pretty much yeah. You know. so new year same thing just a little better always all right cool so with that what's some goals like I, I was trying to think what's some goals that like creatives coming into new year should have for themselves obviously you have yours i have mine but people coming into this like what's some basic goals that they can have people getting into this or people like wanting to kind of just get better if they were like kind of at a beginner stage it's a tough one mm-hmm. it's actually a tough one uh coming into the new year that i don't feel like coming into the new year should be something that it's like oh new year new me i think that you should end off strong keep on going strong don't really like switch gears in a sense of like oh, okay cool now that it's a new year i need to do better yeah I do better but at the same time you should definitely be looking to like always maintain like a high stride and like always go full gear but i mean for people that are starting over and just looking at the new year as like you know a reason to to reset and start over and push harder than before it's just like you'll just look to find motivation each and every day it can be as simple as that you don't even have to like go out there and do much you can literally just like explore whatever you might find online that might motivate you to do better for yourself it's true i think so because like a lot of times i was saying and you saying that made me think of something every time it comes to a new year people think they have to have like a new game plan like switch everything up problem with that is like it's just like anything because people sometimes look at it as an excuse and it's like oh new year new me and it's like they try to change their old habits but it's like if you're not really willing to break out of those bad habits then you're always going to be in in that headspace, which is why I was saying like, yo, just, you know, always be in in high gear, always like just continue from like where you left off last year and try to elevate what you're best at. Don't try to like switch up completely to be like somebody else. True. Yeah. Because a lot of times people have like, they'll they'll go into new year and say, oh, I got to do a whole new different thing, a whole new different game plan, which is true. You guys can do that. Don't get me wrong. If you have a new game plan that you want to do, implement that. But there's that, that section between knowing if you gave what you're trying to do. And this is a good topic to get into knowing what you're doing, if it's working and if you're giving enough time to work or if you're switching up too quick, because a lot of people, they'll do something And let's say it takes like, example, that artist, Russ, the rapper, singer, like he did nine years of making, I don't know if he did the same, a new track every day for nine years, but for one year, whatever time he made a new track every single day. And that was like his, his little 
thing into like getting people to like mess with him, which was his tactic, his strategy. And it took him like nine years pretty much to break into this industry and make it. That's what's like the thought process of like, is what you're doing enough to get you to where you're going? Do you just got to stay on the same path and just keep going? It might be five years. It might be three. It might be two. It might be one. Or you guys might think, ah, I did this for a couple months. Let me switch it and do something else. That's where you guys got to figure out what you want to do. Because a lot of people think like that. They think that if they've only done four months or something, it's long enough. It's not working. And they're, they don't have enough patience to stick on it longer. Opposed to like staying true to the past, sticking to it. Like you said earlier with your New Year's resolutions, it's not really like right now. You said it's just adding more clients, making more money, doing more. It's just adding to what you're already doing. So you know what you're doing and you're pushing through it. While some people might be on the, on the fence right now, if you guys are someone that's on the fence, that's like, ah, man, is this working? Think, did you give it enough time? Did you? Because a lot of times people don't give it enough time to actually grow what they want to do. So that's the thing. I think patience is a good thing that a lot of people need to have this New Year's. And I think that's one thing that I'm going to really implement this New Year's, even though I felt like I've always had patience. I want to add more patience into my thing. And a lot yeah, exactly. I think it's about adding, um, reflecting on what you did best. Mm-hmm. And it's like, doing more of what you do best yeah finding like those gaps where you had like that extra time that you probably didn't need to do like the dumb shit that you're doing <laughs> and like just use that time to elevate yourself me personally i play games a lot so it's like all right cool let me like cut back on playing games and like do some more editing let me do some more do some more shooting let me test let me test out some shit let me like play play around be more creative allow myself to explore more i mean just yeah like, i think exploring more and that's like a really broad term that you can really like look into if you want to but yeah exploring self-exploration creative exploration destination exploration like all that type of stuff you know and i like what you said about the taking some things out that you do like you're saying your advice like you play games it was funny i came here and i pulled up and i was i was looking at something on, on the on the table and i thought it was a, a monitor i thought the nintendo switch was a monitor for the camera I, I thought it was a monitor and then i thought it was a drone operation tool and this guy's like this is nintendo switch you're so out of it like that's the thing video games is not my thing but i'd say my thing is like i'll end up watching a lot of random ass youtube videos where i get sucked into some random world on youtube i'm watching I think, like i think games became pranks. a thing because i'm a mm-hmm. fucking tech geek I don't yeah know, anything tech i'm like oh yo how does that work mm-hmm. this is so sick yeah you know, how does the command x work all right cool like it actually i actually use that shit to exercise my brain to be honest nah, true. It makes it, no that, that's that's true i can see that my hand coordination is on point okay but that's the thing if you guys do have something that you want to that you think if you're giving too much time to this year that you can like pull it back a bit and then just give that time to like creative exploration exploration in general finding inspiration and spending more time with just creating stuff yo you guys will see a big impact in 2018 man for real for real that's 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 our um welcome to 2018 get off your ass and start shooting some stuff get off your ass and start doing something yeah man and, and, and get into it so this 2018 a lot of people are, are switching things up switching up their game plan um people are either picking up a camera people are diving deeper into like film work and stuff like that and it's it's rampant like have you noticed like so many people now are doing this or getting into this there's a lot of people that like want to know like the way and walk the path and what's First the right way foremost, i encourage it i love it mm-hmm. i love it i love the creative community i love people like you know bouncing ideas off each other and 100%. learning from each other stuff like that it's actually great it's amazing and to see that like so much people exploring this creative world and this creative field has allowed a lot of people to you know make jobs for themselves and create income especially for the younger the younger people that 
don't find themselves getting jobs because they lack experience. <laughs> Hold on. One second. What's that age old one? It's like, I need experience to get a job. Can't get a you job a to degree, get experience. Like whatever. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's weird because like back in the days, mm-hmm. back in what the fuck, I'm still young. But anyways, like, yeah, there was a point in time where, and I, it still is a point in time where mm-hmm. if I was to sit down with my resume and it's like, how much years did I put into learning how to do this stuff myself? And then... They'll be like, yeah, what's your experience? And it's like, yeah, I have like eight years of experience. They're like, no, you don't. Where did you go to school? I'm like, nowhere. I'm mm-hmm. like, taught myself. They're like, okay, cool. They don't even give me a chance. They're like, your portfolio looked amazing, but this and that. They're, they're taking the guy that really doesn't have any experience, but he sat in the classroom. No knock to anyone that sits in the classroom, but it's like, what is classified as experience? And it's pretty crazy that you're going to take someone's quote unquote experience with them sitting in a classroom with no actual practical knowledge mm-hmm. or application of skills over my actual, like, you know, in field knowledge, practicing and like applying my skills that I've learned and taught myself. Especially when it comes to film, because this is the type of thing where it's like you got to get to the ground and actually do the work. And like get in that dirt and do it because sitting and theorizing everything isn't the same. You could sit in class all day and just have theory and theory and theory and theory pumped into you. And then you're on set and it's just like, well, in theory, this is what I'm supposed to do. But uh, any of your stuff, while we could be on sets and just kind of like get into a situation where it's like, bam, I've been there before. Know how to fix that. Know how to deal with that. Basically solutionist. And that's what I think it's like filmmaking. It's solution like, based thinking. Yeah. And you yeah, have to come all. up with answers. At the end of the day, there's going to be a problem. you got to fix it. You know, and again, yeah, someone that's in class, you might have a theory and learn something and be like, oh, OK, cool. And apply that. But there's nothing better than, I think, the practical, especially when it comes to filmmaking, of doing, because that's what's going to actually get you there to, like, understand and to better yourself and, like, actually, yeah, have that experience. That's what that experience actually is. Experience is key. Yeah, man. Because what are you thinking about? You seem deep in thought. Think about all the jobs that I probably didn't get because I didn't have what mm-hmm. they call experience. Like what they what think they, is. What they think is experience. It makes like, sense, I have man. experience going somewhere in life, mom, trust me. So I've been thinking, I've been going back and forth and thinking about this lately, which is, like, that balance between your own personal passion projects versus like client projects. Cause like as of late, I've been like really like thinking and just having all these different ideas about different projects I want to just do. That's like coming straight from my mind. And then you get client work, which is great, which is amazing, which pays the bills and type of type of stuff like that. But a lot of times that creative control is not fully yours. Sometimes you know crazy. I've been I've been thinking to reroute my not thinking. Mm-hmm. I've been like having these conversations and rerouting my mind state or my mindset and like the way I'm thinking and the way I navigate and the way I approach my my work. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you might not have full creative control, but turn every opportunity into a passion project, I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. it's like finding a common goal for both of you, you and the client, and twisting twisting things in a way and turning the angle where it's like all right cool this isn't like my like something i came up with solely but they came to me and they want me to reach a goal i want to get to that goal and this is how i want to get there and they came to me i'm a creative they came to me so it's like i have some type of pull i have some type of weight here and they they're not gonna they're not gonna fully ignore you no you have leverage because the reason they came to you in the first place is because like the skill the talent that's there so they obviously aren't gonna fully ignore you but go on never at all hmm no, I just saw something. I thought like, I thought we got featured already. I was like, Ten podcasts for your cinematographers and filmmakers. Oh yeah, we're we're on the list, guys. Just just keep listening to us. Let's see, but yeah, that's the thing. Like I've been again, like you're saying, with the whole 
the client and personal work. Um, yeah, like taking what's happening in there and finding a way to make it, I guess, a passion project in itself, even though if it's something that they want you to do is necessarily not in the scope of what you want to do creatively, but like taking that as a challenge, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, you can always you can always remold mm-hmm. what someone gives you. You guys still reach the end goal, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just gotta take the opportunities. Like I, the corporate stuff is where it gets really hard. Yeah, but, you know, there's those those are like really the okay, yeah, let's just pay these bills. Mm-hmm. But um, there's always those opportunities where like, say, if someone comes to you and you're filming a space. You can find a way to narrate that space to tell a story that you want to tell. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can easily find a way to tell the story of how someone came to become who they are in that space. See, then that's like what my goal is, like telling stories or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's like try to find a way to mold this video into telling a story of how this space became what it is and how this person became who they are for this space and for themselves. I guess you can say. That's so true. like yeah, there's there's always there's always a way to like to mediate the end goal for both of you guys and like remolding whatever the skeleton is so that way you both get something out of it and make like you know a creative piece out of or a passion project out of what the client comes to you asking for. Yeah, like there basically has to be give on both sides in order to make some amazing art and making both people like feel a certain way. One thing is funny that I've been looking at lately is because again talking back to you guys now you listeners out there you guys are coming in in the beginning stages of this your main goal is probably to achieve certain clients trying to get the big clients the big dogs all that kind of stuff looking for the stuff where it's it's you know the reputable brands and what i've been noticing lately is there are a lot of people that have been doing this for a while they're moving more into a place where they're kind of i was watching a couple of these like filmmakers that have those channel have youtube channels and they were saying a lot of their goals right now is they want to move away from doing client work because they've done so much with big brands and they want to move more towards creating what they want to create because they feel like they've been caught up so much in like dealing with just clients their whole life which just hasn't been their actual stories that they want to tell or their actual creative for lack of a better word their whole creative like outlook of what they had on a project wasn't able to be executed see and that's why that's why i was saying what i'm saying it's like you can always find the common goal and yeah you're not it's not from your head completely but there's always a way to tell your story through someone else's medium so Mm. for instance if i was to go and do something with nike it's me trying to find a way to tell my story through their their garments and their clothes their shoes or whatever it is it's like all right cool like you know what they're what you take what their brand message is and you mold it into what your creative like you know your passion project might be like if you want to do a short film about technology or like you know twins or like you know in some weird black mirror stuff if you really <laughs> want to like do something there's a way you can incorporate nike into that it's like you know nike's all about future like their clothes being you know quote-unquote technology of the future i guess you could say and it's like all right cool now how do i put this nike swish on a shirt and make it some like futuristic black mirror stuff and like be creative with it there's always a way to like re like i said like i've been saying i guess remolding you know whatever you're given the skeleton that you're given and like making making it something that you want to do getting what you want out of it speaking of black mirror did you watch it Black Mirror, yeah. Like Sat all season four? Binge the whole damn yeah, thing. Yeah, I did that like in like, I did two days. Did it took it? me. No, two days, no. One which one was day, your favorite? Buddy. Um, Ooh, which one is my favorite? I don't know. There are some good ones in there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like, you know, 
I don't, is it stereotypical for me to say Black Museum was my favorite? Yeah, one? yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Good. That was my favorite, actually. That one, that one was really good. I'm trying to think which one really stood out to me. I'm actually pulling up the Archangel one was pretty dope. You like that um, one? Someone on on, on uh, Twitter was saying they like that. I didn't enjoy that one that much. It was kind of, I don't know. Repetitive? There's that one, that the Archangel one, and the oh wait, dating sorry, one Archangel was, was pretty dope. The daughter um, one. Oh, sorry. Where she can like monitor. Dark. Yeah. That's sorry. That's not what I meant. I meant to say the I think it's one? crocodile. Is it crocodile? Mm. Yeah, the architect girl, that was like killing everybody. The architect girl. I can't remember that. Like they were they were driving and like it looked like they were like an Iceland or something like that. Oh, and see, that's like that one didn't stand out to me that much. That's why I guess I don't remember it. But um, there's there's a few good ones. You know which one was pretty dope? That one, the black and white one with those robot dogs Metalhead. that were. That's what it was called. That were after them. I yeah. don't know. The only thing that left me like puzzled was like, why? That's a thing. But what I loved about it, it's like, yeah, this is Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. That one, like, it was like, yeah, Embodied Black, Black Mirror. Mirror was. It's what like, I thought was going to be. horrible ending and everything. I'm with like, what, the bears? Huh? Oh, shoot. Sorry if anyone <laughs> don't want to spoil yeah, it. I don't know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. And like, she, she, she didn't make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. That's that reminded that kind of reminded me of the one from one of the earlier seasons with the bees. It's like, yo, you're just locked in the washroom again and you're dead. Oh, yeah, it's just killing off everybody. Yeah, man. one that I thought was cool, but I thought I wouldn't like it was, um, because I don't like Star Trek or anything like that. But that USS Callister one, the one where yeah. the guy, like, that was trippy. they keep on introducing that. So I'm starting to believe that that's virtual reality that they keep mm-hmm. on incorporating into like Black Mirror is real, where they like plug in this thing to the side of your head. Yeah, man, that, I, I can see that happening. The dating so app one was pretty dope. That was actually really cool too, because at the end of the day, it showed that it was just all all within the app. Yeah. So that's what the app when does. When they when they ended it, and I was like, all in the app, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like, it's a good idea. Like, this is crazy. That but thought like, process of just thinking that story. It's, it's interesting how I like process this whole thing to 100. percent It's like, yeah, this person's your match. Go mm-hmm. meet them now. And it's like, okay, cool. It's like it was a com- this whole time was a computer running simulations, and it's mm-hmm. like. That's the thing, like, Black Mirror, the one thing I like about it is, like, the fact that it's such a short story, and each one is just a different story in its own, but sometimes they have, like, the stories within the stories. Yeah, that's You know what I mean? Like, the one One recommendation I have for, yeah, today's, today, on today's episode, I have two (laughs) recommendations. I have one for a show called Manhunt, Unabomber, which is on Netflix, and also... What's it called? It's called Manhunt, Unabomber. I gotta check it's that out. It's actually pretty dope. It's a show. It's a short show, eight episodes. Don't want to get into it, but like, if you like those little, like, you know, detective trying to find out the clues type of vibes, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's a good one. They don't. It's not broken up like CSI or uh, Criminal Minds, where there's a main story and then there's like little sub sub crimes that they're solving mm-hmm. every episode. It's not. It's just like one big crime. It actually feels like one big movie. I sat down for like five, six hours and I just watched the whole series actually. No, I like that. Man. Yeah, I watched I that. Watch that. And my movie request for the week uh, would say Seven Sisters. If you like Black Mirror, this is definitely some fucking Black Mirror shit. Like this is like a two hour Black Mirror Serious. episode. It's fucking I was looking at that and I, I couldn't click it. Not it's not like you know the thing like the bio might not be clickbait, mm-hmm. but when you watch it, it's like, yo, this is crazy. It's not like the craziest thing, but it's literally like a two hour Black Mirror episode. And okay, I gotta take dope. that in. I, I wasn't giving dope. it its time of day. Just it's I don't think the descri- I don't think the description properly explained what the movie actually yeah. ha- happened. So it's like even when I was watching it, I'm like, this isn't what 
the description said this is fucking dope like okay, i gotta take i gotta yeah, watch yeah, that and yeah, take that yeah, in, i might yeah. spoil it in a second i gotta yeah. take that yeah don't spoil it don't spoil it for me so one thing actually i wanted to touch on let me know what you think about this too is people and you guys for new year's this is a good thing for new year's because i think if you go into new year's with this thought process it will help you this year to get a lot of stuff done especially you people that are like not getting things done you're starting but you're not finishing people getting hindered by trying to achieve perfection, like aiming for perfection all the time. You know, it's something that even I kind of struggled with, you know, for a long time, which was like, you have this caliber that you want to do and that you want to achieve every single time. And you're like, yo, every, as you go and as you keep making more and more work, you're like, damn, I always got to hit this. I always got to hit this. I got to get better and better. And it's like, at times it forces you to be like, yo, I'm not even going to put this out. Like there's a lot of stuff that I didn't maybe put out because I was so just always looking for perfection. And one day it kind of hit me like, yo, what the f- Yo, bro, like... Yeah, I'm trying to beat that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I haven't put out so much stuff just because of that. I yeah. haven't even gotten to the stage of actually shooting some stuff because of that, to be honest. It's... Yo, it's it's a psychological thing. You gotta you gotta psych your. I don't even want to say you gotta psych yourself out of it. You just gotta move away from the fear of n- approval, I guess. That's the biggest thing. That's what it is. The fear of not being approved and not being liked by others. And I think that's something that was developed by social media. Mm-hmm. But then I realized to myself when I sat down one day and it's like social media at the same time did help me. But not only that, the f- one, the fact that I've gotten clients off of it. And two, the fact that like I have two bodies of work outside of like social media like outside of the digital world. And it's like, yo, if my work is good enough to live outside of the digital world, that means like. I, I should be able to sit down and just, you know, just do whatever. And if like, if it doesn't come out amazing, perfect, then cool, whatever. I tried. I tried and I failed, but I know where I failed and how I can be better for the next time. If you don't try, you're not going to get better for the next time. And and just for context, so they know when you're saying living outside a digital world, what are you talking about? I have a video up in, I actually have a video, videos up in two malls, two separate projects that were commercial based, but you know, it's living outside of the digital world. It's not on the internet. It's nice. on the internet, but you know, it's also it's also there for people to physically see. People mm-hmm. are walking past it every day, and those are the things that are leaving impressions that aren't voted on. I guess you can say, like people might say amongst themselves, "Oh, I like that, I like that, whatever." But it's like it's not something where it's not measurable, looking. where people yeah. can look in their app and say, "Ah, oh, no these one's are my looking at it and being like, oh, okay, cool, I like it because five hundred other people liked it." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, the whole thing with things living uh, online, offline. And being able to survive and just focusing on not looking for that approval for people all the time. Because I think that's where it leads to. You're right. You hit it on the nail. Like approval is the main thing I think people get sucked into. And again, like you said, with social media, it's art is the only thing that someone else has to kind of give it. It's like check mark for other people to be like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like you obviously love your work right away. I can love my own work right away. But other people have to kind of give that check mark for it to be like. Right. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean? In the sense of when you put it out and you think it's ready, you already have a feeling that you like you're satisfied with it then. Sometimes I gotta get forced to put stuff out. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Nah, I feel you though. I guess I guess that equals out to like self doubt, I guess, Mm. or whatever. Or just like just like where it's been talking about. It's like that that whole fear of not being approved of or like whatnot, but you know. I just never think that I'm my work is good enough for what I'm seeing or thinking inside my head. Mm. 
got you. But then with that, too, it's kind of like after approval of others. It's just what makes you happy. Like, again, you're saying something a little different where it's like you already critiquing it yourself. I've moved. I've actually I've moved away from that that approval of other people is self-approval yeah. like i think my self-approval i'm very hard on myself as mm-hmm. any other creative is but like i'm very hard and critical of myself and some of my peers are like of this standard and that's mm-hmm. another thing it's like my peers around me are at a quality that's that's really high so it's like all right cool if i can't bang with with them in terms of like my quality then it's like fuck like i can't put this out because then after it looks like i'm five steps behind as much as like it doesn't matter what other people think in terms of my steps or like where i'm at or like everyone grows at a different whatever mm. the case is it's like i won't personally be satisfied if i'm not at the standard that i believe i'm at or that i or the value that i hold myself at got you which i agree i agree like again too with myself same type of thing you know i have like heart of myself when it comes to you know certain work being put out and again with your peers around you it's like they're creating such amazing stuff that you have to be like okay i'm always on the ball but i've also moved into a space where it's just like freak forget it whatever back to being like 14 when i used to make videos and it's like whatever i wanted to see yeah. on the screen is what i'm doing that's kind of where i'm moving into right now just like making what i want to see and then not really caring it's caring but not caring if people don't like it or not you know what I mean? But which I don't think is like going to really happen. But that's dope. We're talking about like, again, social media now and approval. I'm thinking like I've been looking at ways to utilize social media differently now and stuff for all these people out here. What's some good tips that we can give them for like utilizing social media for their films, shorts, videos they're creating for people, whatnot, to help them get to that next level of getting the next client? You Find know, Find a way to capitalize on the medium that is most taken Sorry, I just got like this like really long email and it just like threw me off. Um, yeah, sorry. So rewinding real quick. What was the question? Yeah, that, so we're like, talking that about threw me off. So like <laughs> I got like this email that threw me off. I'm so confused because you've been reading it off of your phone and then reading it off of your watch. So I was like, which one is he looking at? No, I see. Yeah, I seen something and I'm like, yo, this looks. I'm like, what is this? This is crazy. And then after I seen like this long thing and I'm like, uh, okay, cool. I'm doing my thing. Um, well, the question was, how can we help them utilize social media for film? When, okay. Whatever type of films they're making. For for film and photos alike, actually, like anything that you're doing these days, gra- it could be graphics, it could be film. Utilizing, utilizing social media as like, you know, the main format is like a good approach for things because that is where it's going to be soaked up the most. So mm-hmm. it's like if you have to find a way to not like, especially for businesses and like people starting up, people aren't going to redirect from from whatever it is that they're that they're initially seeing things on. It's best for you to capture their attention and utilize like that only, I guess you could say. So like for Instagram, it's a minute long try to fit your whole film or creative idea in that one minute for video if you if it's for a photo it's as easy as posting it graphics same thing being able to really tell that story in a minute 10 slides one photo or one like one logo one graphic one painting whatever it is just capturing people without having them to redirect themselves from that platform keeping them in the same platform and digesting it there you guys make sure you guys are writing that down that's a really good tip because a lot of you guys i see putting links out for people to check stuff which is fine but at the same time like wills just said a lot of people 
I even say too, people are lazy. They're not going to click the link to go sometimes. They want to stay within the platform. If you post something on Instagram and they're digesting it on Instagram, they're not going to want to go somewhere else. Not to use this word, but if you don't have clout, quote unquote clout, <laughs> like no one's going to redirect. They're going yeah. to they're going to want to continue to scroll and then, timeline. you know, maybe they might scroll back up and then go check your link, but like they're not going to want to leave. That's like saying, "Oh, yo, guys i have this if you want to check it out come to this room and it's like no but all these people have this room Mm -hmm. all these things in this room it's like you know yeah you know perfect 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 example it's like if you're in a room and like you have a everyone has a booth there and like that's where like you know everyone's attention everyone's able to bounce around but like you have like this booth in this one isolated room it's like hey guys come check it out you know no one's gonna come check it out Exactly. Because like they're like, oh, there's so much things for me to look at and check out here. Why am I gonna leave to go check out one thing? But now it's like, like I said, if you have what they call clout, clout. These days, it's like, oh, yo, come check out my stand, and they're like, oh shit, this guy has his own stand in his own room. You gotta <laughs> go check that out, and everyone leaves and checks it out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but for the everyday person. For the everyday person, the startups and, you know, people getting yeah, into like this. The everyday per- people. Yeah. yeah. That's like. You got to focus on putting it where the eyes already are, where the attention's at. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. I would say yep. my tip for, for you guys utilizing social media is um start. is And it's kind of plays off of the same thing Will just said. Um, I would say is start um, utilize shooting natively for the platforms. A lot of times I even realized I was doing this wrong and it's something I just started doing this year. Um, is like, again, Instagram stories. Like I started taking my Instagram stories and then taking it for what it is, like a story. So let me tell a small little story with it. And instead of actually using my phone, I've been using my camera and flipping it horizontally or shooting vertical, sorry, for mobile to tell these small little stories every day with my Instagram story. So I would say with you guys is shoot natively for a platform and focus on using what the platform is for. Like don't just take a YouTube video and cut it smaller and just put it onto Instagram. If it's like, let's say a documentary or something that's not visually enticing, it's more words about it. You gotta find a way to like take the person what they're thinking. Like when you're on Instagram, you're there for what? Like looks, you're there for like what looks cool, what's sexy, that type of stuff. Your mindset's not the same as if you're on Twitter. On Twitter, you're just trying to hear people's minds. So you gotta kind of really think about the platform you're posting on and shoot or create natively for it. Even if that means having to like redo a whole edit just for that platform, you might have to. Yeah, I'm starting to like Twitter again, to be honest. I haven't been on it that heavy, but I'm starting to like it again. Yeah, getting back into it? Yeah, you can actually post stuff from people like, because of the way the timeline structured, when someone retweets it or if they like something, it pops up on other people's stuff. And unless you, and like you don't have to redirect, like it comes back to this whole redirection thing mm-hmm. again. You don't have to redirect yourself to like another tab or something to see what people are liking. So for Twitter, it's like if someone retweets like my video or my yeah. photo, it's on the timeline that everyone's scrolling through already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Oh who's this what is this they check it out and it's like there i just broadened my network or my reach i guess you could say mm-hmm. which is yeah it's interesting i'm starting to like it again might have to get back on yeah twitter. looking back I'm ne- i never left twitter but there's a lot of times i just be on and just quiet and not really saying anything because it's just like i don't know so much is always going on there and then it's kind of hard to get started to jump into conversation and when you do you can switch up so quick but I feel like a lot of people did leave Twitter for a while but like you're saying i think some people are starting to come back to to it hey. i don't know i guess just my attention redirected to like different medium yeah different social media back to a different social media i don't know instagram starting to get too flashy and too much about that that is true it's much about look what i have and look what you don't and now it's like 
Twitter, if someone really messes with something and they retweet it or they like it, it's recirculating it back to their people. It's mm-hmm. not just, it's not like a greedy thing where it's like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is me, 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 me. Yeah. I feel like that's what, that's what Instagram. Instagram has become that. It is about that. And that's what I was saying with the mindset too. It's people that come to Instagram, they're not there to really be stimulated. I'm going to not say intellectually, but they want to be entertained. Yeah. And they want to just see nice things. That's why, what does well on Instagram? Booties. Girls half naked, flashy stuff, and just like things that look very, very high quality dope. But it's all it's all visually stimulating. While Twitter is like getting into someone's mind, for I'd real. say. For at the real, end of the day, real, for real. talking toys. Like again, when I came here, Wills was showing me like the new monitor he has, which is called the Black Magic Assist. Ah, Black something. Magic Assist one. Okay, you guys, uh, Black Magic out there, you guys gonna drop us some money for that uh, name drop? Again, we're like the new year coming up what tools do you think a lot of people should be starting to get first and foremost and this is something that like a lot of i guess you say the top end or like you know the people that are looked up to are seeing and Mm -hmm. this is the truth glasses probably the most important thing don't worry about like all these small things like josh is bigging up this monitor it's dope my body (laughs) that i have the camera body i have it's dope but it's like if you don't have good glass like it doesn't matter yeah i could probably slap thirty thousand dollar glass onto a really cheap camera like a t5i and shoot something amazing just because the glass is really good Mm -hmm. like it doesn't all the other stuff doesn't matter glass is definitely most important i find and then it's like then yeah looking into bodies once you really understand what you're getting from your body i think that's when it matters and when you start realizing like these the littlest things that you might actually need not want but need is um important but yeah i think glass and lighting yeah that's actually the boat like if you want something that looks really good that's like the main thing to go to whatever can keep your iso the lowest will make your product look hey, good, no matter what kind that, of camera you're using that is true that is fact and it's funny like i was just saying to you like i want to get this year focused on getting like just better glass for my camera in general and not even thinking about like the bodies too much because lately it's funny and this is i guess moving in towards the youtube world for beginners but like so the canon 60 mark ii we'll just talk about that camera for a second like i shoot the canon 60 you have a canon 60 but you also shoot with the 5d mark IV and then other cameras as well Right now, the 6D Mark II wasn't doing that well, I would say, for a while. Not a lot of people were purchasing it. And it seems like Canon is now pushing uh, that camera to a bunch of influencers. Because I've noticed yeah. a lot of influencers posting that camera and talking about it. Which is fine, don't get me wrong. But it was I like... I think they, um, people out there leave comments, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, leave comments about what bodies and what camera lenses and like what type of equipment you're looking forward to get into this year. But um, back to that real quick. So I think with the 6D Mark II, even though it's a really good camera and it is a really good camera, mm-hmm. I think, and this is with any camera these days, when they add that swivel screen, it becomes geared towards consumers. I, I thought you didn't say that. Yeah. Um, so it's a consumer product. So there's like, if you go online and like you go to like actual camera stores and like look up cameras, they categorize stuff very differently than what you might see on like Best Buy. So Best Buy might just have cameras, like, you know, like, and everything's categorized under that. And you'll see, you'll literally see a point and shoot next to a, a DSLR and 
if it's you go and you ask camera. them, they might not even know the difference. It's a camera. Yeah. And yeah, it's a camera. It's something that you point at something and you shoot it. But now it's like there's diff- different classification. There's consumer, pro-consumer, and professional. So I believe like with that swivel screen, I don't know if I'm right about this, but I think the swivel screen just like downgrades its classification to consumer mm. because well, it does no make sense. professionals really looking for a swivel screen. Mm-hmm. Professionals look f- to get all the tools to make that experience or that shooting quality like the best it can be yeah which a swivel screen isn't a bad idea it's not a bad thing but then like you're saying it, it seems like they're pushing it more towards like vloggers and things of that nature and people like that that's why they have a swivel screen but yeah it seems like they're pushing it towards more vloggers and people of that nature yeah. but it's just funny to see that like i think it's a great and amazing camera and, and i wanted to actually get it next because i've been in this like weird space of like hey what's the next camera to get and then like again I was saying, okay, yeah, let me get better glass this year and better lenses, but eventually getting a bit, another body, you know, for like to actually personally have, not renting one, not like whatever, but just actually having one. And for you guys, like I'd say for beginners, like if you guys can, like the 60 Mark II is an amazing camera. No plug. I don't own it. I'm just saying it's an amazing camera. It's, I think it's dope for you guys if you're beginners for again, shooting some dope stuff. Uh, obviously moving forward. Um, and then going higher up, you want to move if into you're like a beginner looking. If you're a beginner looking to move away from the Rebel series, then yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a beginner looking to get into full frame as well, as full frame as well. If you're a beginner looking to get into photography, just look into getting look into the Rebel series. It's cheaper, mm-hmm. and you can just get a lens that gets you the view that you want. True. You could all you could always probably get a twenty four and a T five or T six I. I don't know what mm-hmm. series they're on now could always get like a t6i and a 24 at a cheaper rate than a, a 5d mark 4 or maybe even a um a 60 mark 2 that's true but um yeah and that will like give you that same range that it would give you in terms of like the framing that you would get on like a 50 a cheap 50 and and the full frame body so makes sense actually let me take that back because i i did say beginners jump on the 60 mark ii yeah beginners go for more of the rebel series i guess yeah if you if you're more moving from beginner more moving into i'd say what intermediate and you want to still stay dslr if your budget's low anywhere you go they will say the best combo to buy is like you know your cheap rebel or your cheap nikon series i Mm -hmm. don't really stay canon canon i know man and Um, the thing is right now especially if you're doing video canon all the way yeah, um, no, it's no bias, right? It's just uh, there's definitely a huge bias. Oh, okay. um, I don't want to get into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Canon all the way. Uh, yeah, it's like the Nifty Fifty and your T Six I. That and you should definitely get your beginner you. coming into it, man. Yeah, you get yourself a laptop. Just make sure your laptop can handle it. That's another thing. You don't want to get like heavy duty equipment. Your can your computer can't keep up with it. Preach that. Preach you can that. upgrade. You can get an amazing camera, but trust me, if your computer can't process it, you're screwed. <laughs> What are you gonna be putting out? It's gonna be man. taking you a year to put out a project. It's gonna that's look like two even worse than your than your T six I project. Yeah. So you might as well just shoot on something your camera can or your, your computer can handle. Yeah, so we want to know what you guys want to want to buy this year. What you guys are looking at, thinking about purchasing, which type of gear you want to get, cameras, lenses, whatnot, um, and let us know. And we can always give you guys some feedback on uh, the Secret Filmmaker Society Instagram page, which is at Filmmakers Society. Um, and we can give you guys some feedback of what we think is good or not for you guys or what's a good camera or piece of gear to get. 
one thing I've noticed, though, Wills, is like a lot of people are so obsessed with um, gimbals and getting everything stable now. And there's a lot of talk now of people trying to go totally left now and saying, ah, oh, stop being so obsessed with it. Like, I'll tell you right now, 90% of my videos are shot without a gimbal. Without. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I like, just purchase one. If you don't know how to use it as an extension of yourself, then it doesn't really matter. Exactly. You know, a lot of you guys are out there just kind of like making every single shot. Because you have to remember, when you're shooting, it's about feeling an emotion. And if let's say there's a part where it's like an action scene and you're shooting with like a smooth gimbal shot, like it could look cool, but you're not giving that feel. You're not capturing the action. Exactly. You know, so like, don't be afraid to go handheld. Don't be afraid to let go of the what gimbals are they? the Zyums and the the Glycams or the, the Ronins or the DJ, all those, like the movies, all that. And just kind of just get back into handheld camera operation. Learn to make that tool an extension of yourself learn to use it in different ways that people aren't using it that's, exactly. I think that's key because if they realize at the end of the day camera operation is a skill in itself not just cinematography not just editing all that camera operation being like a great camera operator that, that's amazing like at the end of the day you can like your movement and extension of your body when it comes to the camera is like a skill in itself you know because like i've been on shoots i've seen people on shoots where the camera operator is just like looks like they're dancing with it you know what I mean? And the footage just looks super dope. So don't rely only on a gimbal. Don't rely only on these stabilizers for every type of shot. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to use it for every shot yet. Yeah. You know, so you can go to your tripod. Yeah. Tripod, handheld, shoulder rig, all that kind of jazz. So you guys can definitely Every, every shot needs its its tool, I guess. It does. Everything has its own, its own place for things. At the end of the day, just remember, it's about emotion. You know? The emotion coming out of the... Uh, actual project is what you should be focused on you know if it's a wedding or something that's like sad you don't want to be like handheld rocking that like crazy because like they're gonna be like oh what the hell this is not an action scene but if it's an action scene that's perfect for it so get familiar with your camera touch its body all that type of jazz <laughs> touch my body. Oh, that, yeah, that's a great song. but yeah man that, that's what i'm thinking so far for for the, some tips for you guys in the new year anything else you think for these guys to, to know no that's a that's a great way welcome back to the show you know the last one quick little pilot we got a good reaction we got some people in the dm so continue dming us continue letting us know what you think continue asking questions let us know how we can help you develop the skills that you want to develop and for now i mean that's it nice peace, peace. see you guys later on the flip side deuces Hey guys, Joshua here. Just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. We appreciate your ear and you tuning in and listening to us. If you guys ever have any questions or you want to have something answered on the show, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Filmmaker Society or you can tweet us on Twitter at Film Society Live. And we are happy to answer any questions you have and publicly answer it on the show. So again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode. Go make some dope films, guys. Peace out.